You are about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. And now, broadcasting from the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Sean, I got a question for you. All right, what is it? What? Well, first of all, what do you know about... Are you a wine fan? Do you like wine? Do you drink wine? Mm, yes, but not as not really that much. Do you? Okay. Or you don't, you're not a wine guy, are you? Uh, am I a wine guy? I like wine. Yeah, I do like wine. Okay. What yeah, kind? Like red, white? I'm a red guy. like red wine. Okay. Yeah, very, very... Um, yeah, I got, a, I got a woman's wine taste. No doubt about it. <laughs> I like me some red wine. Um, now, my follow-up question. Have you been to Portugal before? I have not. No, I'm actually planning next summer. Okay, there you go. Going next summer. Let's see. Have you? I've not been to Portugal. I would love to go to Portugal, okay. but I have not actually been to Portugal. Um, I'll sneak you in my carry-on. Dude, you're going to need a massive <laughs> carry-on, a six-foot-seven-inch carry-on if that's possible. Um, Shawnee, the reason I ask both of those questions to you is that Portugal and wine go hand-in-hand. Per capita, Portugal is the biggest consumer of wine in the world. Past France? Past France. Wow, look at that. If you'd believe it. Okay, okay. Past Spain, past France. Okay. The reason I ask both of those questions, I tell you that story to tell you this one. This is a ridiculous story from the New York Times that I saw today that's just nuts, okay? Mm -hmm. Two tanks holding nearly 600,000 gallons of wine, collapsed at a distillery in Portugal and flooded the streets with wine. Oh, yeah, I did see that video. This video and this story is absolutely ridiculous, okay? I went on to read a little bit about this story, so let's, let's just go through this a little bit. This is via the New York Times. This is Claire Moses from the New York Times. The wine flowed freely in one Portuguese town over the weekend. Two tanks holding nearly 600,000 gallons. How big are those tanks? Those are those that's are a lot of vessels. wine. That's a lot so of wine. So that's 300,000 gallons, if they're the same size, gallons per, per, tank. per tank. Now, what's like the average bathtub? <laughs> I guess, is that like 50 I, gallons I, probably? No, I think the average bathtub is something like 150 gallons, if I had to imagine. Is it 150? Yeah. Really? Well, my tank over there is a 75-gallon tank. Oh, that's, that's a, good a really point. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, laugh, you're right, right, you're right, yeah, yeah. That's 2.2 million liters for our European listeners. Mm. Okay, these uh, wine tanks collapsed, sending a torrent of red wine <sighs> down the small streets of Laveria. Um, Lavira, Lavira, Lavira. Listen, I'm, I'm not it. Portuguese, so help. Uh, there you go. I was, <laughs> that's exactly. That was, brutal. that was really brutal. Um, <laughs> but one tank opened at the top, collapsed because of a structural failure. By the way, someone's losing their job. Someone <laughs> is losing their job. 
Um, and uh, apparently the force knocked over another tank, uh, which caused both of them to uh, just moonwalk down the streets, <laughs> flooding the streets with rain. Um, Sean, that is insane. Like, that to me is nuts. Now, I didn't realize this as I started scrolling towards the bottom of this article and as I kept reading. I did not realize this. It says, quote, the tanks that collapsed were part of an effort to address a broader problem. There's too much wine in Europe. I have heard that. Portugal, like other major European wine producers such as France and Italy, is suffering from an oversupply of wine, largely because of a decline in both consumption and exports. I, I saw something that in France they're going to turn it into soap. Okay. Is that... F ready for this? This is... This stat... I got to tell you, and this just... This hurts to read because th this is for all of our, uh, I'm talking to my family directly, all of our European taxpayers, in France specifically. <laughs> it, reading this is going to hurt. The surplus especially affects red and rosé wines from regions of France, Portugal, and Spain. But here's the kick. The French government announced this month that it would spend an additional 200 million euros to destroy tens of millions of gallons of and wine. I think when they say destroy I, I did see something on this they're gonna they're gonna extract something from it I don't know what mm. in turn I don't know if it was soap or lotion they're gonna turn it into something I gotta and tell then we'll you, have man, a soap or lotion that, surplus that's a killer but uh plenty of things to uh to get into today um we have to recap everything that was week one Johnny really exciting week one kind of a crazy week one um a lot of a lot of weird games, I'll say that much. A um, couple weird games, uh, but you, you can't take much from week one. Mm -hmm. um, you really can't uh, because the offseason and training camp and the preseason has really been devalued, to be totally honest with you, in terms of contact, in terms of guys getting up to game speed. So it really does take a couple weeks to get into game shape. Um, and I think last year I said something about how week six is really the week that you start to get a scope of teams because it just takes a little while for guys to get their groove going. Correct. Um, so we're going to get into everything week one. We're going to preview everything in week two. I want to start out talking about uh, the Aaron Rodgers news because that's just that's just crushing for the Jets. Uh, but I want to start out the show by asking Shawnee, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. How it's are good you? To see you. Did yeah, I even ask you, you how the hell are you? No. Nah. No, we were too busy talking about wine. Um, <laughs> How's life? How was uh, your work week? Was it good? It was good. Yeah, it was Heading good. Yeah, I moved out of my old apartment. Um, That's right. And then we've got my new apartment coming up in less than a month. Very good. So I'll be closer to you. Very exciting. Yeah. I know. Isn't this going to be great? Yeah, another, just on the other use side for Google Maps. Isn't it fantastic? <laughs> I was going to say, are you still using Google Maps to get up here? Yeah. Uh, so no, when I was at my apartment, but now where I'm living with my parents for the month yeah okay which now they're, they're calling me the failed singer they said that i failed at my singing career so yeah, i had to move back home yeah you're the actor who moved out to la for <laughs> exactly. two years and just moved and right had to move back. back home um but yes i did because i came okay. from there and i didn't know it's a little ashburn's a little confusing it's very very built up area it's a very built up area although ashburn i remember when we first moved in it was confusing but the cool thing with ashburn is three main roads that run from north to south in ashburn okay and a couple roads that run basically just east to west so it's a grid kind of kind of a grid okay. it's a squiggly grid but it's a grid nonetheless okay so if you kind of learn the three main roads the belmont claiborne ashburn farm right once you know those three main roads and where they lead you can get anywhere gotcha and it, you're off claiborne i'm off claiborne yep don't, exactly don't come and murder him yeah I was, <laughs> we well, just gave you a dress away <laughs> I, at this point yeah i mean after watching watching what the commanders were this week you come and murder me please um <laughs> but uh 
but yeah, that is great. I'm glad you're uh, glad you're back in the area. You'll be closer by, and you move in in October, correct? Yep, uh, first Saturday in October, I believe. Fantastic. New place. Yep. I felt bad because I I had said to you when you were moving out of your apartment, I said, "Dude, call me anytime. I'll come help you." Um, and then you <laughs> asked me, "Hey, dude, are you free to help?" And I was like, "I'm not free." I'm well, free. that was a bit of a panic because I didn't think my Saturday that oh, I was supposed true. to move was more open than it was. Uh, yeah. So I texted you like the day, uh, like on a Thursday. I'm like, "Hey, can mm-hmm. you help?" And you're like. No, <laughs> I got fantasy football to do. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I have, oh, that's right. I had a fantasy football draft. You did, yeah. So you're like, I, nah. I, I remember like, literally help. saying to Sean, I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, dude, just anytime you need me, you go ahead and text me, and I'm right at your door, and I'll help you out. And he's like, oh, sweet dude. Hey, by the way, can you help? Him? No. So, so I was great. I'll, I'll get you back. Don't worry. Yeah, you definitely will. Uh, but it's good to see you. Coke Thank zeros you. are cold. They're cracked open for everybody. Um, but again, want to give you guys a little uh, rundown of some of our updates. So we didn't have an after, uh, excuse me, an inside the beltway this week, um, some schedule conflicts. But we did um, introduce on the website. So the show website is just ConnorForce.com. And uh, we introduced the inside the beltway blog. So you have not only your Inside the Beltway episodes that come to you, uh, but your Inside the Beltway blog. So this week I had a blog entry for you guys if you guys want to go check that out. Um, and again, it just it just got busy this week, so so it was tough to, to get in and out of the studio. I don't know what's been going on recently. Recently it's just been, been hectic. So, um, But nonetheless, uh, you have a blog. Go to conniforest.com, click on the Inside the Beltway tab, and scrolling down you'll have your back catalog of episodes and also um, blog entries. Uh, the other thing is... Again, we've said it for a couple weeks now, but uh, if you guys are on YouTube and you watch your podcast on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. That is that is your best way to help us out. Subscribe and like on YouTube. Um, we'll get our videos out on Facebook, um, so you'll be able uh, to see and catch up with everything we've got going on um, as well. So uh, that is kind of our, um, I guess, to-do list. Shawnee, am I missing anything there? I think that's all the updates we have, correct? Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yeah. Just make sure you're following us on Instagram. That's the best way to get Sean memes. Whenever Sean gets excited watching a football game, he starts throwing up memes there, and it's just fantastic. So <laughs> I can always tell when Sean's just sitting on his couch smiling at a football game because just, he just peppers the podcast uh, Instagram video uh, feed with, with memes. Um, Shawnee, let's talk about this Aaron Rodgers injury real quick. Right. Um, this sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this sucks for the league. It sucks for... I mean, football fans in general, and I mean, I I can't really imagine being a Jets fan, to be totally honest with you. Um, the pomp and circumstance leading up to this season with the Aaron Rodgers trade talks, um, with Aaron Rodgers taking less money to open up cap room for the Jets so that they can bring in some guys, um, the fact that their roster everywhere but that quarterback position is is all but Super Bowl ready, Super Bowl contending ready. I agree. Um, and it lasts four plays. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the, you know, it's it's probably the wrong word to use because there are actual tragedies in this world, but it is tra- this is sports tragedy at the highest level. Yeah. Um, four plays in, and he blows an Achilles. Um, Aaron Rodgers done for the season. Um, and at 39, you got to start wondering, is he done for his career? I just can't imagine Aaron Rodgers wants to leave it at that. Oh, I, I agree. I just can't imagine. But you're right. I mean, this the is recovery the recovery is not at the same as a 22 year old. That's exactly right. So, um, what does that look like? Also, you know, this is a guy whose whose game actually depended on on rolling out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. Like 
Aaron Rodgers is not running downfield, but he's a very mobile quarterback. Like, he's very good with manipulating pockets, moving out, throwing on the run. Um, and to see that aspect of his game, you know, th- having a wrench tossed into that, it's just a huge deal, man. I mean, it just it sucks. It, it's awful for Jets fans. I, I, I really can't imagine. It, it gave me a little bit of, you know, I remember watching when Robert Griffin towards ACL in the playoffs in 2012 and knowing, okay, um, this, this is a mobile quarterback. This is a guy who got beat up desperately during his rookie year. He was taking a lot of shots, but I remember watching him fall and, and seeing that on TV and going, there is a shot that he comes back from this and he just misses half the season next year and this is fine or everything's about to change. And people felt that way. They were like, wait, this is a mobile quarterback towards ACL. How is this going to affect this game? Uh, and that was it. That was literally it for Robert Griffin. Yeah. Um, so that aspect of it is just, it's just awful. Um, that aspect of, of watching Jets fans have to live through another year of watching Zach Wilson. It's just like, it's just, it's so brutal. And it's brutal for Aaron. It's brutal for Jets fans. Um, it just sucks. I know, I know that probably makes pathway in the division for the Patriots a little easier now but I don't know man it just it just sucks it sucks I mean it's it's just the worst there's not really any other way to put it but well and and so on Instagram I think you saw I posed the question is where do the Jets go from here quarterback wise um and I you voted on it correct I left I I left a couple options so number one was you just ride with yep Zach Wilson and you just you know you you understand he has more interceptions and Mm -hmm. touchdowns and his short career so far and that he's not a starting quarterback i yeah. think we're all at that at that understanding yeah. um so i said what if you're the jets what do you do option one is you ride with zach wilson mm-hmm. option two is you go out and try to trade for somebody like Jameis winston yeah like taylor heineke yeah probably jacoby Brissett on washington um matthew stafford i've heard his name thrown thrown around because right. um if you remember that big deal went went uh kind of in the uh down the down the drain in the offseason they were trying to get him yeah. to come to new york yeah. yeah um the issue with that now is the rams actually look good and doesn't look like they're ready to waste <laughs> yeah. the season and try to get some some value from matthew stafford it looks like they actually want to probably stay with him at least yeah. for now yeah um and then the other option was was you know try to sign somebody who's a free agent or right. or just start calling people like matt ryan tom brady right probably all going to be no's but at this point yeah. you know you, you might have to wave the uh, desperate flag a little bit it's tough um what, what, i mean what, what would you do i you just stick with zach i mean you, I mean, you, so? you stick with zach wilson because i mean at this point you're 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 i mean what is jacoby Brissett going to give you um in the next three weeks that Zach Wilson can't nothing. He's got to nah. learn an entire offense. He's got to learn. An well, entire well, yeah, offense I mean, yeah, he's, that's true. That's you true. Know, I mean, he's, he's not going to give you anything. It's going to be six weeks before Jacoby Brissett really gets that offense down. It's just, you know, you have a guy in the building. Look, Zach Wilson had a really, really brutal year last year. Um, there's, there's no doubt about it, but um, you drafted him. They went after him. They drafted him. They felt like that could have possibly been a franchise guy. Right of them. That's what you got. I mean, you, you made the bed. You got to make, you got to, you know, you got to sleep in it. So, um, yeah, I, I ride with Zach Wilson throughout the year. He knows the offense. He knows the guys. He's got a rapport with the coaches and, and, and with the different players. So, um, I think I think you ride that out, and just that's that. I mean, it's just such a brutal, brutal draw of the cards, unfortunately. And it's just nothing. Um, 
you know, nothing you can control. I mean, these are just, this is just the aspect of sports that, that just sucks and um, it's just tough to watch. So yeah, the Jets season just completely turned, turned on its head, unfortunately right there. Um, but I, I had to, had to talk about that um, before we get into week one. Um, am I missing anything else? Is there any other stories off the field you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. No. Okay. Should we jump into week one? We should. We should start with that Thursday night opener. Start with that Thursday night opener. How now, about the Lions? Dude, how about those Lions, dude? How about those Lions? Now, you remember the Chiefs kind of did this a little bit last year? Not a little bit, a lot of it last year where mm-hmm. they were just bad for about, I think it was the first four weeks. It was just, they were bad. Yeah, I remember questioning them a little yeah. bit. Yep. And then eventually they just kind of came around and, and were fine again. And and by the way, they won the Super Bowl. Um, but the Lions came into the season, a lot of hype, a lot of feeling that, you know, hey, these guys are... You know they're building off their momentum from last year. They're a tough out, and and I think a lot of people were talking them up higher than I thought they should be. Um, but I gotta give it to a man. Lions came out and win in a season opener in Arrowhead. Um, that is not easy to do, and and I think for me it makes me start to wonder. Okay, how many chinks in the armor are the Chiefs going to be able to take here before real genuine regression starts? We said this about Tyree Kill. Uh, we said this um, when they lost. You know, guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, God forbid if I say that name correctly. Um, I'm probably never going to try to say that name again. Um, you know, they're, they're, they lose Eric Bieniemy. They mm-hmm. lose little pieces here and there off their defensive side. Um, Chris Jones sits out. And and it kind of, it, it, not kind of, it, it very openly showed you when Travis Kelsey was out of that offense, they were, they were struggling, like legit struggling. Now, I know how much deodorant that Pat Mahomes puts on Every aspect of your game. But um, to watch Kadarius Tony have a primetime meltdown in a way that I'm not sure I've ever seen. I, I can't remember the last time I saw a receiver have, I mean, literally just cost a game. I mean, he he literally cost the Chiefs the game. I agree. Um, almost single-handedly, which, I hate to say it. Which but. goes back to the point I was going to make is that this was not a Mahomes issue. No. Like, Mahomes did not lose this game. It no. was it was everybody else around him and the lack of Kelsey. A lack of Kelsey. Uh, offensive line was a, was a little bit, um, you know, wasn't playing up to standard there. And uh, like I said, just not being able to have a reliable guy, Sky Moore. Sky Moore hasn't really become what they've wanted him to become. Um, talented guy, speedy guy, but I think he had a pretty bad drop in there too. I mean, it was just a, it was a really brutal opening, uh, for the chiefs and, and for the lions. Look, it wasn't anything particularly like incredible that they did. Uh, but I thought their, their defense came out hard, um, and they played with the speed. And the reality is, is that I think what hard knocks got across to everybody, whether they want to believe that the lions are super bowl contenders, or they're going to win the division. All that aside, what Hard Knocks sold to everybody and what I think the Lions are completely backing up at this point is that they are going to be a really tough team to play. Chippy. They're chippy. They they, they went through a a very clear cultural shift. Um, They're not getting pushed around anymore. This is not the Lions of John Kitna, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is this is a team that is going to, you know, if you're leaving their stadium, whether you win or you lose, you're leaving with bruises, um, and they have really established that as a culture. So Jared Goff wasn't particularly good. I didn't think um, David Montgomery was was very very productive on the ground. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I like him though as the running back, he's the rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for the Lions, he 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 only Shifty. got seven carries, forty two yards, but he is fast. Shifty. If he gets outside, yep. 
Yep, completely. Um, now, he had a couple rookie moments where, and I think you could have seen on the broadcast, and I thought Chris Collinsworth pointed out really well, you could see he's he's almost too quick for himself, where he's he's his eyes and his body are moving too fast, where he missed a couple holes on, on certain cutbacks that were just there, and he just, you know, I think there were one or two plays where he ran into like a negative one, negative two yard loss, where if he just plants his foot and cuts the other direction, it's, yeah. I mean, it's 25 yards. So. Yeah, he'll learn to be patient. All of that, um, all of that, he will learn in time. That's just that's just a rookie, rookie stuff. But lines went into to uh, Arrowhead and and just uh, just laid a laid a straight straight right right hook uh, right hook to the Chiefs. So really impressive there for the Lions. They go to one and zero. Chiefs drop to zero and one. Shawnee, uh, you want to talk about the left hook that came? The Cowboys a forty to nothing Sunday night win over the Giants. Uh, the Giants with seven turnovers. Or four of them fumbled something. I don't yeah. even remember. I mean, it was a it disaster. Was, it was, was a disaster for the Giants. It was so bad. Um, and I mean, a team that again came into this this season with such such momentum and such high hopes, such big expectations um, after kind of overperforming last year uh, from what they were. The Giants started the game moving the ball. They did. They yeah, they moved the ball on the ground really well. Like Saquon looked good. That offense was moving really well. Um, one of the weaknesses we said about Dallas's defense is a run defense. And like, if you watch the first five minutes of the game, you would think, him hey, and the Giants, I think are going to win this game. This was just, unfortunately, the football version. This is the football team version of what Kadarius Tony did to himself. Exactly. Where it just was one, you're at the top of the Himalayas and you have a little snowball and you just put it, you're standing on the peak and you just start rolling it down the hill. And as that snowball keeps going, it just becomes, it becomes a mountain. Um, it just kept rolling, and and the Cowboys just freight trained the Giants forty to nothing. It's funny because Dak Prescott had one hundred and forty three yards. Uh, Tony Pollard rushed for seventy yards, and Ceedee Lamb had seventy seven yards receiving. They didn't do yeah, they weren't that good offensive. I was about to point that out. Yep, they didn't. But gosh, have mercy! Did Daniel Jones have a horrific, horrific game? Saquon Barkley after the first drive did nothing. Darren Waller did nothing. Special teams meltdowns. Graham Gano's first first field goal attempt blocked return for a touchdown. His second field goal attempt, he completely shanked. Um, it was just a complete and utter team meltdown. Now, the Giants have an opportunity this weekend to, to correct it because they do play a horrific Cardinals team. Um, Giants have a fork in the road here where if they go into Arizona and beat up on the Cardinals... You have a shot to then you're now playing San Francisco in week three and you feel like, okay, now you can redefine yourself if this game is competitive or even if you beat San Francisco. If you lose to the Cardinals this weekend. You're looking at an 0-3 start. Oh, dude, you might be looking at an 0-4, 0-5 start because they play. Let's see the Giants schedule real quick. I'll pull pull it up for you. Go ahead and pull that up because the Giants, I believe, go into. um, Then they host Seattle, which is no walk in the park. Nope. Then they're in Miami. Yep. In Buffalo, yep, and then host the Commanders, whose defense is really good. Defense is tremendous. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at zero and five there if you don't get your act together. So this weekend, it's really odd. Again, it's funny that we constantly say no early. You know, no game in the first three or four weeks is a must win. Um, week two is a must win for the Giants. They have to win. They absolutely have to win. Um, and especially after just an embarrassing performance against the Cowboys, who I don't know if the Cowboys are this good. I just don't think they looked particular. I think their defense is legit. Their offense didn't really show anything because they didn't have to, which is to their benefit. But um, I think this was more of a Giants meltdown than a Cowboys freight train. Um, if I had to, uh, if I had to guess, there, Shawnee. But forty to nothing, Cowboys go to one and zero in East Rutherford. 
All right, Where let's we going go next? up to New England. Patriots hosting the Eagles, a 25-20 win for the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending NFC champions. Jalen Hurts uh, didn't look particularly good, only 170 no. yards, a touchdown. Um, Mac Jones, I thought, looked good with a maybe a, you know a little bit of a marker there, depending on yeah. what good means. Uh, 316 yeah. yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, ground game was awful for New England. Um, I'll give you my take first because it's yeah, my team, New England. Um, I think I said this to you on the phone. Mac Jones looks like somebody who cannot throw it more than 15 yards down the field. Yeah. We, we do yeah. not push the ball. Yeah. I It's... Uh, Crazy. Our offense is bad. Our defense was outstanding. I thought our defense mm-hmm. was really, really, really good. Kept A.J. Brown to only seven receptions, 79 yards mm-hmm. throughout the entire game. Uh, uh, Smith had, I think, one touchdown catch, um, which, you know, him and uh, A.J. Brown combined, if they're only getting one touchdown per game, that's a, I think that's a win for any defense. I think so. Um, yeah. So no, our no. Uh, New England's defense is not the concern. It's the quarterback play, and it's just the inability to push the ball down the field. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, Mac Jones can sit there and look like he has good stats, three sixteen, three touchdowns, a pick, mm-hmm. but if we're not going to, if we're not going to be able to compete with team, like we should have won this game is, is I think what, what I should be saying yeah. because we were in the position to do so at the end of the game. And it's just, we can't move the ball more than five yards in the air. It's, it, it's really unfortunate. They so. had two crushing turnovers too. Uh, Mac Jones had a really bad pick six. We did. Yeah. And uh, didn't Ezekiel Elliott fumble it? In his he debut? did. Yes, he and did. That, that yep. led to an Eagles touchdown. It was tough and, he- and there was a point where we were fourth and two inside. I forget if it was the 15 or 10. And we ended up going for it instead mm-hmm. of kicking the field goal. If we had kicked the field goal, it would have been, assuming we make it a 25-23 game. Yeah. And then you're down the field and you don't have to go for it on it's fourth tough. down. You kick the field goal to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I do. I feel pretty good about the Patriots just with what happened to the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And the Bill, I mean, Josh Allen, we'll talk about him. What's going on there? Um, Miami, I think, is a team we can beat. You know, you, you, you're playing the Eagles, one of the better teams in the league, and you yeah. hold them to 25 points, and, and you put up 20 against them. Yeah, It's just I don't think the offense can compete with other powerhouse offenses. Yeah. I mean, we play Kansas City at some point. Are we going to be able to keep up with them yeah. unless their defense has an outstanding game? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, a little more optimistic than I think I would have been. Thought I really thought we were going to get blown out pretty bad. I, I like in the thirties to to low teams. You were losing sixteen nothing at one point. We were, yeah, um, yeah, at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, losing sixteen nothing at one point. So, um, but they came back. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I didn't think had a had a tremendous uh, game. Uh, had a had a. I mean, that fumble. It was awful. It was just awful. It's just like, dude, what are you doing? Is um, he nursing an injury at all? I have no idea. Because he he was protecting himself an awfully lot, which yeah. I, I think is a good thing. It's probably a good thing. But yeah. it, I don't know. it was awkward. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe so. But um, yeah, it's just just really, really brutal um, from the Eagles. I almost blew a sixteen nothing lead. I mean, if that if that if that throw on fourth down uh, was was caught, was yeah, caught. I mean, you're 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 talking about the Patriots having an opportunity to walk off that game, which yep. they had no business at one point walking off that game. Um, but the uh, Eagles go to one and zero, winning um in uh, in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, Dolphins Chargers. This was the best game. This is. Best game of the weekend. Now, I didn't get to see this game. I was in the press box at the time. I had just been down in the locker rooms. I was coming up back and forth and, and doing some some different work. Um, so I had this game on one of, one of the TVs in front of me as I was working. Um, you remember we talked about? I don't know if we talked about last week. Like I, I Tua is is one of these guys. <laughs> 
Tua is one of these guys that the second that every time I have ever come onto this podcast and said to you, I don't know what Tua is. I think Tua should take a step back. I don't know if he's if he's hurt. I don't know what's going on with him. 466 passing yards with three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill with 215 yards and two touchdowns. Um, it was just an unbelievable game. Um, what were your takeaways from this one? It was a shootout, that's for sure. I came into it thinking that these two teams were probably as even matched as you could imagine. I, I think so. I think they're on kind of a similar plane where we know they can be good, but they haven't necessarily proven themselves yet. Mm-hmm. So I was excited for it. Um, I didn't I didn't see too much of it like you like you said um, that you experienced, but uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> you got to love a good thirty six and thirty four game, right? Dude, it's just a shootout, and um, you I I think what I love about these young quarterbacks is that it, it they're able to duke it out with each other. Right. And they're able they're able to answer one by one. Um it does seem like whoever last has the ball is is the one winning, yep. right? That's kind yep. of them. That's kind of how it goes. Um it's funny because you know, I mean the 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 Dolphins going up against a Chargers defense that is that is tremendous. You feel like they shouldn't really have had such an offensively explosive Game. I mean, mm-hmm. with the Chargers defense, with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, I believe the, the Dolphins were, were down a tackle in this game. Uh, their left tackle, I think Teron Armstead, was was out in this game. So I think on paper, with all intents and purposes, the, the Dolphins didn't really have any good reason to put up 36 points. But they did. Yeah. Um, they're just the fastest team I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they are so fast with Tyree Kill. Um, with Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert uh, Raheem had Mostert. 37 yards and a touchdown on 10 carries. I mean, these guys, they're just the quickest team on the planet. Uh, so catch me if you can, man. Dolphins are just uh, out of the gate sprinting. 1-0, they fly to California on the West Coast and uh, take out the Chargers 36-34. to All right, Raiders-Broncos, and it is a 17-16 to win for Jimmy G in his debut with the Raiders over Russell Wilson, um, who we still have no idea what we're going to get out of him in Denver. Uh, so the Raiders go to one and zero, Broncos to zero and one again. A seventeen to sixteen win for the Raiders in that AFC West matchup. Yeah, Wilson just looks flustered, dude. I, I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson. I mean, he's he's very skittish in the pocket. I mean, he threw for one hundred and seventy seven yards. On two touchdowns, um, just super, super disappointing. Um, the 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 Broncos just continue to be a team that that I, I don't know. I mean, look, your your goal if you're the Broncos is you you just you gotta you have to make Russell Wilson work. It's like when you it's like when you're baking a batch of cookies and you pull them out of the oven and they're burnt. You're like, well, I'm leaving for this party in 20 minutes. I can't make a new batch. I have to find a way to make these work. So if I make uh, cake pops out of these if I put icing on them and make an ice cream like you you have to figure out a way to make this work because the Broncos are just way too tied to Russell yep. and he just came out of the shoot this year uh, where he left off last year just not really good now this game was hilarious because it just kind of was two very even teams that kind of just managed the game it just it just wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't a very visually appealing game to be totally honest with you. But Jacoby Myers did have an insane debut for the Raiders. Um, he took a shot, a really cheap shot at the end of the game. Is out with a concussion. I don't know what his status is for this week, um, but he was sitting on my fantasy bench, so I watched him get destroyed <laughs> on the field, and that didn't feel good. Um, but you know, for Garoppolo, you you've got to feel good about you know Devonte Adams, um, you know, and how that uh, how that played out in Week One, and I think how that's going to continue to play out. 
the rest of the year. Um, the better team won here, but I think it was a really even team, um, even matchup. The yardage in this game was hilarious. Um, both teams scored within a yard of each other, or, or, or uh, generated within a yard of each other. Um, so Raiders uh, generated 261 yards on offense, and the Broncos were 260. So they were within a yard uh, of each other. So it just kind of was a similar matchup, kind of slog fest, pretty boring game to start with. But the Raiders go 1-0, and uh, that's that's all you can ask for. All right, Rams Seahawks out in Seattle. Rams with a big 30-13 to victory, including 23 uh, points in the second half they went into halftime down 13 to 7 but uh managed to score 10 and th- 10 in the third and 13 in the fourth yeah. um matthew stafford no touchdowns but 334 yards in the air and uh just a, a really great performance for matthew stafford yeah um also seahawks how do you uh how do you feel about tying yourself to geno smith there how's that yeah uh, only 112 yards not ideal not ideal um yeah, I think the uh, I think the Seahawks were feeling themselves a little bit more than they probably should have coming off of last year. Um, yeah, 112 yards and a touchdown. Kenneth Walker had 64 yards on the ground. Nothing, nothing really special there. And DK Metcalf with a touchdown, 47 yards. I mean, this was just this was just uh, this is what a healthy Matt Stafford looks like, and that has been the difference. Now, the assumption coming into this year was Matt Stafford was not healthy. Mm-hmm. The assumption was, well, he's talking about retiring. Um, they're losing a lot of their veterans. The Rams are kind of in this rebuild mode. They're going to probably suck. Um, healthy Matt Stafford, man. And without Cooper Cup, right? Without Cooper Cup. And he'll be out for a couple weeks. He will, yeah. Yep. Um, but they managed to do it and they, you know, let me tell you, man, they flew up to Seattle. That's a that is a um, you know, that that's a divisional rival, and you just went up there and and punched him right in the face to start start the year. So you gotta feel good about that, right? Defense was was tremendous. Bobby Wagner flying all over the place. Um, so gotta feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Seattle did not score in the second half. All right, Packers Bears out in Chicago. Packers 38 to 20 win. Jordan Love 245 yards and three touchdowns. Justin Fields only 216 and one touchdown. Yeah. Thoughts on this one? Uh yeah, this is another one of those uh unfortunately, um this is another one of those I, I think the um the Bears belong in the category of the um what bad do you call teams. Them? Yeah, well not just the bad <laughs> teams, but they belong in that Seahawks category. Uh they also belong in the Giants category of teams that left with a lot of momentum last year. You felt like Justin Fields was developing, and you're like, oh, this this feels good. Um, and they opened up the gates with just the the biggest deflated balloon of all time. Um, just I don't know what the sound effect of like a whoopee cushion going off, but that's essentially what, what it sounded like. Um, dude, Jordan Love looked really good. I agree. Jordan Love looked really good. He looked like a guy who who knows that offense, knows that team. Um, looked Looked really, really good in this one, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, so much for for the Bears. I mean, like, there's so much talk coming into this. So Justin Fields was taking that next step. He still has to prove it for me, at least as a passer, as a running quarterback. He's got he's got all you want there. Um, but the Packers just kind of, I mean, Aaron Jones had a, had an absolute day. Um, and Jordan Love, fifteen to twenty seven, man, two hundred and forty five yards, three touchdowns. I mean, I don't know, feel pretty good about that as a yeah. debut uh, against a division rival. So. Um, I also think the Bears probably assumed the Packers would be a little worse than they were, um, and they just they just got punched in the mouth, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, that was that. So yeah, Bears Bears have a lot a uh, lot left to be desired, um, unfortunately for them. But uh, but we will see. I, I want to see them try to get. I I, I really I'm disappointed with um, with with how DJ Moore like didn't do much of anything week one it's like you've got to get that guy involved i mean that's that's a that's a that's a big time receiver 
um, get him involved. I mean, he's got to be your number one. He's got to be the guy that 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 does everything for you. So a um, little bit disappointing there from the Bears. Um, they, they didn't run the ball very well. Um, they certainly didn't throw the ball very well. Um, and uh, that was all she wrote. Uh, yeah, Packers win in Soldier Field. All right, let's go down to New Orleans. And the Saints start the season 1-0 and after getting a 16-15 to win over the Titans. Uh, I think the Titans are done with Ryan Tannehill. Dude, he is just... <laughs> dude, he is... Uh, what's the word, Sean? Bad. Dude, I, it's, it's a bummer because for... I, I, he's one of these veterans that we talked about a couple weeks ago that the Titans have desperately tried to replace for multiple years, by the way. Um, they go out and get Malik Willis from Liberty. Then they go out and draft Will Levis. And it's like, well, let's let's try to get these like second, third tier draft QBs to replace them. And none of them have panned out. And they've just been stuck with Ryan Tannehill and he threw three picks. He's just yeah. terrible in this game. Um, yeah, the Titans are going to be bad. Um, their defense is good. I mean, they've got some they've got some stars on that defensive line. But um, God have mercy, dude. They cannot figure out that quarterback position. And it's so frustrating because DeAndre Hopkins got force fed targets. I think he had 10. I think he had eight catches. I can't, I can't remember exactly. Seven. Seven catches. There you go. Only um, 65 yards. Yeah. But it was just like he, they just, they couldn't, they couldn't push the ball downfield because Ryan Tannehill just, he just, he just couldn't, couldn't get it done. Um, yeah. I, I think the, the, I don't know how impressive the Saints looked. Um, but they were game managers, right? I mean, towards the end of that game, they made sure the Titans, they basically ran the clock out on the Titans. They didn't have a mm-hmm. shot to answer back. Um, and that's kind of what Derek Carr is known for. And hey, they were 1-0. They were 1-0, man. Saints, yeah, take, Derek, uh, Saints get the win at home. Derek Carr, 305 yards and a touchdown. All right, Connor, look at the camera. My camera. Apologize to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I really did destroy Baker Mayfield. You were, you were pretty brutal on him. Yeah. Uh, he only had 173 yards. And I have apologize. Pipe down. Not apologizing uh, to you, Baker Mayfield. But they did get the win. The Buccaneers beat they the Vikings did. surprisingly up in Minneapolis, 20-17. to 17. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 344 yards and two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield, 173 yards, like you said, and also two touchdowns. Uh, Mike Evans in what could be his last year in Tampa starts the season with six receptions, 66 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, dude, this is this is just I'm gonna pin this all on the Vikes because let's let's call a spade a spade here. What Baker Mayfield did on Sunday is what you love about Baker Mayfield, right? He's running the ball, he's stiff arming guys, he's getting first downs, he's trash talking, he's slinging the ball around, he's putting his shoulder down. That's what you love about him. The problem is that is not a long term solution for success. The other issue is that Minnesota just did not want to win this game. I, I mean, agree. in every aspect. Now, Kirk Cousins' stat line was good, but you, you, I love Kirk. I am, I am Kirk's public lawyer. I'm looking at the camera to all of you watching. I love Kirk Cousins. I will defend him till the end of my days. He played badly in this game. Those, that stat line is going to fool you. Um, he had a, a horrific pick and a couple missed throws in this game that were just bad. The Vikings, unfortunately, I don't know if they took lessons from Ron Rivera on how to ignore your offensive line problems. I know they've got Darisaw. I know Bradbury at center is hurt. But that offensive line is atrocious. I mean, they cannot. I mean, Alexander Madison was completely ineffective and stymied in the run game. Um, Offensive line is just terrible. It doesn't really matter what happens. Justin Jefferson is going to get 150 yards. (laughs) he He just always produces no matter what. But this is just, this is a really embarrassing loss to the Vikings. A really, really bad loss that I think kind of sets the tone for 
Um, last year, we said that their wins, their their thirteen win season was lucky, and I think it's very clear this is not going to be the Vikings of last year. Well, and keep in mind they're playing tonight. We're recording this on a Thursday. They they're playing in just a few minutes yep. against the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. They yep. at least need to be competitive, they, right? They have to be competitive, right? They, they absolutely have to be competitive in this game. I mean, they, and they've got the offensive power to do it. And Jordan Addison had himself a day. Jordan Addison is going to be a problem. Um, so for those those two, um, that's a huge addition for the offense. But it just doesn't really seem to matter. The defense was not very impressive in this game. When, when they needed stops, they didn't get them. Um, and Kirk Cousins turned the ball over, and he was just inaccurate. And uh, I, I think Kirk is better than this. I hope they have a backup, uh, you know, a, a better bounce-back game. Uh, tonight, I desperately hope that. Um, but just a that's just a terrible week one loss. Can't have that. All right, we're gonna move through the rest of these games pretty quickly. So we got the 49ers Steelers, a 30 to seven win for the Niners. They're one and zero starting the season with quarterback Brock Purdy throwing for 220 yards and two touchdowns. Kenny Pickett 232 yards for the Steelers and also a touchdown. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 22 attempts on the ground, 152 yards and a touchdown, long touchdown, uh, a rushing touchdown there. Uh, Your thoughts on this game real quick. Yeah, um, the Steelers are bad. They're going to be bad. Um, I I hate to say it, but this might be the first year that we see the the Steelers really, really struggle. Uh, Mike Tomlin's going to have a losing season this year. Um, 49ers honestly have made the case they might be the best team in the NFC. I agree. Do we have any arguments? No, I don't. Brock Purdy, by the way, I'm I'm gonna save my speech on him, but we literally might be looking at another Kurt Warner story. This kid was Mr. Irrelevant, and he has made the 49ers malpractice in the draft and their malpractice of the quarterback position irrelevant because of his play. So we'll talk about it as the weeks go on, but so far we're looking at an insane story building out there in uh, in San Francisco. And big part, uh, big thanks, we should say, to Kyle Shanahan no for doubt. that. All right, Jaguars at Colts, kind of as we expected, a 31-21 win for the Jaguars, 1-0 over the 0-1 Colts uh, with quarterback Anthony Richardson throwing 223 yards and a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence, 241 yards and a touchdown. Travis ATM, 18 attempts, 77 yards and a touchdown. And hey, how about Calvin Ridley in his first year in Jacksonville? Eight receptions, 101 one yardage and a touchdown. Yeah, a little bit of slow start here for the Jags, but they took care of business. Calvin Ridley is going to be an insane addition for them, and he showed week one. By the way, he has not lost a step, so good win for the Jags. Kind of what they should have done. All right, let's go down to, I believe this game, was it in Houston? No, it was in, no, this is it was up, in Baltimore. Uh, up in Baltimore. I thought it was in Houston. Wow, I was I was mistaken the entire, the entire week. <laughs> All right, so the Texans came to Baltimore and played the Ravens. Again, as you expect, the Ravens get the 25-9 win over the Texans. Uh, C.J. Stroud, 242 yards, not too bad, no touchdowns. And Lamar Jackson, 169 yards, no touchdowns there. Uh, your thoughts on this one? Uh, it's tough because this game was way closer than it should have been. Um this game was actually within a score. I think through the, th- I think by halftime it was within. A it score. was a seven to six game at halftime in favor of the Ravens. Then go. the Ravens got fifteen unanswered in the uh, in the third quarter. Yeah, this was a costly game for them. Uh, it sucks to see, but J.K. Dobbins just can't stay healthy. He just he just tore, tore his Achilles. His AC, yep. or or his Achilles. A, was it his, Achilles or ACL? ACL was last year. He tore his Achilles week one this year, so he's he's out for the season again. That's back to back season ending injuries mm. there, which is just the worst. Uh, you just hate to see that. 
um, for J.K. Dobbins. But um, they also lost a couple of dudes. They lost a uh, safety. They lost a uh, defensive lineman. I mean, there was a, they, the, the Ravens got beat up in this game. Um, and Odell Beckham had his debut. And, eh, not not too much of anything. He had two catches for 37 yards. But um, Ravens get the win. That's all that really matters. All right. Second year in a row, Joe Burrow gets embarrassed in week one. They were in Cleveland. Browns win 24 to 3. Joe Burrow, 82 yards. Yes. 82. Jamar Chase, just five receptions, 39 yards. Yikes. Yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson, eh, 154 yards, a touchdown. Nick Chubb, 18 attempts, 160 yards. Not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, well, first of all, should we even panic about the Bengals? Because this happened last year when they had that crazy overtime game, and Joe Burrow threw, what, four interceptions in that one against the Steelers? Yeah. Yeah. Should we be worried or or kind of just let this one go? Um, I think it's a bad look. I don't think you should be worried, but I do think it's a bad look for the team. I think it's a culturally bad look. I mean, you 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 can't. I mean, especially with Jamar Chase talking all that smack and and uh, and, and Miles Garrett kind of responding to him in the week leading up, and then they go and lay just the egg of the century. Uh, you got me three fantasy points, Joe Burrow did three. Sorry. Yeah, piss poor. Still found a way to win. Uh, thank God. Oh, but um, go. yeah, it's just just so so tough. A really really brutal uh, week one um, for the Bengals. I mean, it's just kind of a write off game, as you can imagine. I mean, they score three points. I mean, this is one of the best offenses in football. But it's kind of like the Giants. They looked so bad that you're hoping that they just kind of put this in the rear view and move on a week two. But they've got to move on a week two. How worried are you about the Cincinnati O line? Uh, I'm definitely more worried than I was. I'll tell you that much. I'm not ready to panic, but I'm a little more worried than I was for certain. Um, but yeah, you got to hope the Bengals bounce back after this good win for the Browns. So, I mean, you, you defend home and Nick Chubb ran all over them. Deshaun Watson looked okay. He looked good enough, but good enough to be the Bengals. It's all that matters. All right. Let's go down to Atlanta where we had the number one overall prick pick. Yeah. Bryce number Young. one overall prick. prick what did yep. he do to you? Well, you know, he only got 146 yards. Yeah. So uh, the <laughs> Panthers traveled down to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons get the 24 to 10 win. Uh, Desmond Ritter, 115 yards, a touchdown. And Bryce Young, uh, the rookie for the Panthers, 146 yards and a touchdown that ended up in the stands because uh, I forget who, who threw it away. Was it their tight end? The, um, the Panthers. He, he uh, threw his first. Was it? Hayden, not Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I think it was Hayden Hurst. It was, yeah. He mm. <laughs> he uh, he caught Bryce Young's first touchdown pass and threw it into the crowd. Uh, <laughs> not not supposed to do that. Anyways, um, this one I, I think Connor, what we learned is we probably know a little bit more about the tendencies of the NFC South. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, um, this one's tough. I mean, the story out of this one's Bijan Robinson, who just came came. You know, just he was a he was a bull out of the shoot. Um, I mean, he was he was incredible. 56 yards on 10 carries, took six catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. Some really highlight real moves um, from Bijan Robinson. Uh, Tyler Algier had himself a, g- a good game. He was a leading rusher there for Atlanta. Kyle Pitts had two catches, 44 yards, and, and Drake London did not have a reception. Mm. The, the Falcons have to find a way to get Kyle Pitts going and Drake London going. There's no excuse for either either of those dudes to not be productive for them. Yeah, and Kyle Pitts, if you guys remember, has not been great uh, since being drafted. I believe fourth overall was yeah. it? Yeah, fourth overall. All right, uh, you're going to hear more about this game on Inside the Beltway, yes, but we'll talk about it real quick. Cardinals at Commanders. Uh, Commanders start the season 1-0 in what felt like an entirely new stadium with the uh, how fired yeah. up that crowd was with yeah. the new ownership. Uh, they win the game 20-16, to ugly game to say the least. Uh, yeah. Sam Howell, 202 in the air, a touchdown. Uh, Curtis Samuel, five receptions, 54 yards. 
I mean, not a great game for the Commanders. They, this no. should have been a big win. Uh, it should have been, but I, I just think, unfortunately, the uh, the Commanders have way too much stuff going on. I think the excitement of the new owner and the excitement of the fans coming back, I think all of that is great. But I think we got caught up in our feels a little bit about what Sam Howell was and what this offense is about to be. Offensive line, not good enough. Sam Howell, certainly not good enough. Um, and the defense still, again, it just takes a little while. I mean, but they're the reason you win this game. Uh, Cardinals didn't didn't do much of anything. We know what the Cardinals are. They're, they're a bad team. Um, the only way they were able to really move the ball was just spreading and flipping, doing reverses, and really just kind of just moving the field and manipulating uh, the field in all sorts of different directions. But, yeah, look, it's a win. It's a win. These are the wins that I think this team is going to get better. I think Sam Howell is going to absolutely develop. Um, but that's a win you had to have and you got. So that is kind of what you have to take into this. And so I'm going to ask you this, because the Commanders are traveling out to Denver. Is that another game that you have to win? Not have to, uh, but... You but should, do you expect... Do you think they should be favorites in Denver? I would argue yes. I don't know, man. That offense looks really bad week one. I, I know they're not as bad as that, but I mean, Sam Howell literally gift-wrapped seven points at the end of the half. I mean, just gave a touchdown, running backwards, fumbling it at the goal line, and Cardinals just jumped on it. It's a touchdown. Um no, I wouldn't say they're favorites. Um, I, I would say that it's it's a, it should be within field goal. I mean, two-and-a-half-point dogs, I, I wouldn't mind that. But I think Denver gets the home field advantage there. And if it's a coin toss game, advantage goes to Denver because they're at home. But that, that's kind of how I would play it. Okay. Really unimpressive week one from the Commanders, but a win is a win. And at the podium, Ron, Ron you could see in his face, not happy. Okay. Not happy with that. But a win is a win. Uh, you you only get a, you know what seventeen bites of the apple. You 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 go one and zero. You get one. You win one. That's all you can ask for. So let's finish this up on uh, Monday Night Football, Shawnee. Let's do it. Jets twenty two to sixteen overtime win against the Bills, who are zero and one. Josh Allen threw three interceptions, Dude. and I've been saying this since probably early last year, if not the year before. <sighs> this guy tries to put the nail in the coffin too many times. He so goes for the big plays. And they get intercepted. And in this case, it was intercepted three times by, what was his name again? Oh, the cornerback. Uh, was it their rookie? It wasn't a rookie. No, I can't their, their undrafted rookie was the yep. one that returned it. I That's can't right. remember his name. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, I, you're going to have to look it up. To the Bills. But by the way, he, uh, he did you see that story about he had a bonus, a $250,000 roster bonus incentive if he had three or more interceptions throughout the year? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> he scored that bonus in one night. Um I'm going to make this quick. Josh Allen should be embarrassed. And I'm so frustrated with him in the same way that I'm frustrated with the Chargers, where it's like, dude, you have everything. I mean, you've got the tools, you've got the talent, you've got the arm. And it's just, it's unbelievable how many mental, oh my God, Kirk Cousins moments where you're just like, dude, what did you just do? I, I was so embarrassed for the Bills on Monday night and for all the defense that I was, I was constantly defending the bills going into the season and people saying, Oh, they're chokers. These guys can't play on the big stage. It was so disappointing. It was so disappointing to watch, but for the jets, I got to tell you after losing Aaron Rodgers in four plays, um, you step up there, that defense was flying and, and special teams. I mean, they were, they just gutted it out and it just, it makes it so much more painful to watch Aaron Rodgers leave Jordan Whitehead, Jordan Whitehead. There you go. Um, it makes it so much more painful that Aaron Rodgers left because you see the talent all over that roster and you know that if he had stepped in and played the Aaron Rodgers that we expected him to be, I mean, that that team was going to be a very, very difficult out in the AFC. So that was just really upsetting. But yeah, for the Bills, um, the Bills and the Vikings should just go 
start a podcast and call it We're Embarrassing. I think that's just <laughs> what we have to – that's just what it has to be at this point. Fair enough. Piss poor. Piss poor outing uh, for them. But that wraps up everything week one, correct? That is it. Back to Mundo. All right. Time for our week two picks. Um, uh, Want to get into this? Jump right into it, Shawnee. All right. We're going to start with the game. Actually, just kicked off. Eagles-Vikings at 0-0 as we speak. Eagles with the ball. Your thoughts? Who's going to win this one? Uh, probably the Eagles. I just don't think the Vikings really, really. I think they have the offensive power to do it, but I, I do think Jalen Carter is going to absolutely eat, eat uh, the Vikings lunch. I agree. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Ravens at Bengals. This should be a good one. I think the Ravens are going to win this one. I think the Bengals are going to be okay, but I think it's going to take them a couple couple weeks to really get their, their strive going. I think it's going to be competitive, but I'll take the Ravens in this one. I'm going to break from you on this one. I'm going to say the Bengals at sure. home. All right, Seahawks at Lions. Lions. Lions are going to win this one. I think the Seahawks are just overinflated. Their value is a little bit stocky, right? I think people came into this year with their stock being really high, and unfortunately the, uh, the Seahawks, to me, feel like they're the football team version of crypto, and that's why the Lions are uh, four-and-a-half-point favorites. I like the Lions as well, starting 2-0 on the season. All right, Colts at Texans, AFC South matchup. I'll take the Colts in this one. I think the Texans still have some some working on things to do. Um, I'll take the Colts. I think Anthony Richardson showed enough to make you feel like, okay, he'll, he'll make some plays. I mean, he'll turn the ball over. But like any rookie, I think he'll make some plays. We'll go with the Colts. I agree. I'm going to go with uh, Indianapolis as well. All right, Bears at Bucks. <sighs> Let's go with the Bucks. Bucks go to two and zero. Um, I think it's going to be close, but for now, I I think the Bucks are kind of a, a team that's riding on a guy who is a ride or die. Trust me, because Baker Mayfield will have games like Sunday, which make you feel like, oh, that was fun, and he'll also have games that make you want to pull your hair out. Um, <laughs> but I think that's yet to come. I'll take the Bucks. Yeah, I think this is going to be an ugly one, but I'll, I'll agree with you. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Yeah. All right, I think this is the game of the week: Chiefs at Jaguars, one o'clock on Sunday. Who do you have? It's going to be fantastic. How is that a one o'clock game? Why is that not a four twenty-five game? That's a good question. It really should be four twenty-five. Uh, let's go with the Jags. I think the Chiefs fall to zero too. I'm going to take I agree. the Jags. I agree. Yep, I, I've been saying that all week. I agree. Fantastic. All right, Packers at Falcons. Packers this should be another good one. Falcons should be another good one. Let's go with the Packers here. Okay, I'm going to go I, with Falcons at home. Falcons at home? Yeah, Falcons at home. I like it. I think they were off to a slow enough start on Sunday that makes me feel like, meh, on the Falcons. Not quite sure yet, but uh, but we'll see. I mean, look, what, what does Desmond Ritter do? I don't know. I just think Jordan Love actually looks like he... He might not be as impressive when you're watching him pa- passing the eye test, but he's a dude who looks like he's a conductor of a train that he's been driving forever. So he just kind of knows what he's doing. I'll, t- I'll take the Packers. All right, Raiders at Bills. Uh, Bills. Yeah, this has yeah. to be a Bills. I mean, by the way, if the Bills lose this game, panic, disintegrate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bills as well. Yeah. All right, Chargers at Titans. Uh, Chargers are going to win this game. Yeah, Chargers going to bounce back. I mean, the Titans just defensively, they they might be able to uh, look. Offensively, I think they'll be able to move the ball, but more importantly, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to turn the ball over or another three, four times. I, I really genuinely think the days of Ryan Tannehill are numbered to probably, I think by week four or five, Ryan Tannehill will not be the starting quarterback in Tennessee. There you go. Bold prediction. I agree yeah. with you. I'm going to go with the Chargers. All right. This should be a good, fun one. Always is. 49ers at Rams Sunday at 405. Who do you have? Got to give it to Shanahan. Shanahan's got McVay's number. So it's going to be the 49ers. I, uh, yeah, I got the 49ers there. I agree. Yep. I should agree. be a fun one, though. All right, uh, this is the game that we talked about for the Giants. They need to win Giants at Cardinals. Who do you have? I'm taking the Giants because I think the Cardinals are still really bad, no matter how. I think people looked at that game against Washington and said, oh, they're frisky. They're playing well. Um, I do think that they're they're bad. So, All right, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Wow. I, I think it's I think it's more of a toss-up, but I will go with the Cardinals. I would love for that to happen, by the way. I would love for <laughs> chaos in New York. I really would love that. You'd also love for the Cowboys to lose to the Jets in Dallas. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Who do you have? I would. Desperately love for the Cowboys to lose to the Jets. 
Taking the Jets, Johnny. Oh, I like it. I'm taking the Jets. Uh, I'm just going to go with the Jets here because I, I think the Cowboys are going to come back down to earth a little bit. But, I mean, there's no reason that Dallas should lose this game. I want them to lose, so I'm going with the Jets. <laughs> All right, let's go Commanders at Broncos, 425 on Sunday. I'm going to take um, – I'll take my Commanders. I don't know why I'll take my Commanders. I don't – I just think our defense is just tremendous. I hope our defense really makes life hell for Russell Wilson. Um Commander Shawnee. I have no no belief in Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, I, that's I not, really... I haven't seen anything. That's really another big aspect of it where it's like, how am I supposed to believe in Russell Wilson in yeah. any capacity? So I'll, I'll go with the Commanders as well. There you go. All right. Dolphins no. at Patriots. I'm going to go with the Patriots. We're picking our teams. There you go. You got to pick your team. Uh, they the are Dolphins. three-point dogs against the Dolphins, and I will go with the Dolphins uh, over under set for 46 and a half. I'm going to take the over on that. I think it's actually going to be a little bit of a 46 high and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah and I kind of like that as an yeah. over-under. I'll all right, Panthers at I'm sorry, Saints at Panthers on Monday. We have a Monday night double header. You're right, my bad. Good folks out there. Uh, let's go with the Saints. Um, I think uh, I think Derek Carr is a good enough game manager, and I think you know I think it's going to take a couple weeks uh, for Bryce Young to realize that um, he can't turn the ball over as much as he probably will in this game. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Saints. I agree. I'm going to go New Orleans. All right, Browns at Steelers. This will be interesting to see be really f- how bad the Steelers are. If yeah, they, like you said. Yeah, this should be a litmus test of how bad the Steelers are. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Browns. There, I'm going to go Steelers. Interesting. I'm okay, go Steelers cool. at home. Yeah. Well, there you go. I don't think the Browns were particularly great no. offensively. Yeah, this, I don't think this they season, are particularly or this uh, this past week. Don't think they are particularly good. Is that uh, is that everything? That's everything. It's week two. Do you know the next time we crack the mic, Sean, the two of us, we will be previewing week three, three weeks into the NFL season. Crazy. What in the what in the hell is going on? We need a fifty-two week season. Do we really do? And I'm so tired. It's like MLB games are still going on, and I'm sitting here <laughs> going, opening day was in what was it? Was it? It's end late of March? March. Late March. Yeah. Dude. I'm a Nats fan. I love going to Nats games. We've gone to a Nats game together. Abolish the MLB. Abolish it. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm sick to death that baseball is still going on. By the time October comes around with the playoffs start for baseball, we will be in the thick of the NFL calendar. Like, And the, and the World Series goes into November. I just, It's just so <laughs> stupid. Whoever thought, yeah, let's play 162 games. Like, That's a yeah. good idea. No, I, I love baseball. I agree with that, though. It's embarrassing. Everyone should be embarrassed with themselves. Shawnee, it's good to see you. It's good to see you Thanks as well. So much let's for go kill out, some wings. Dude. dude, let's absolutely go kill some wings. Wings, um, first of all, they're not going to eat themselves. Um, and the reality is, we have a football game to watch. We, I picked the Eagles. You picked the Eagles? I did too, yeah. All right, done. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, the Eagles are going to win tonight. Uh, if they don't, you can listen to this Friday episode and make fun of me. Um, but a huge thank you to everybody who's made it this far. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, go to conifors.com, hit that Inside the Beltway tab, get the back catalog of episodes and the Inside the Beltway blog. And if you're listening to this, make sure you are subscribing on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, all the good stuff. Um, but as always, I'll catch you guys next week for Inside the Beltway, and I will catch you guys on the other side.